Welcome to Power Players in Business and Life with Adrian Richardson, the show where brilliant leaders in business share powerful insider secrets and strategies to succeeding in life and business. Now, here's your host, Adrian. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Adrian Richardson, founder of the Power Players in Business and Life podcast, where I get the honor of interviewing fascinating, big-hearted people who have brilliant minds. Today's episode is brought to you by my company, PowerPlay Media. At PowerPlay Media, we create and implement strategic marketing plans for service-based business owners who want to scale their companies to seven and eight figures and beyond using Facebook and Instagram ads. My team and I offer a premium done-for-you lead gen service and also a monthly mastermind for entrepreneurs who want to get better at managing their own Facebook ads. For more information about our services, visit wearepowerplay.com today. And now let me introduce you to today's guest. Kendall Summerhawk is the creative founder of the number one business and money certified coach training school. Kendall equips and empowers ambitious, passionate women with coaching skills and the done for you coaching content that makes it easy to sign on one-on-one and group coaching clients so you can create a highly profitable coaching business, working with clients you love and enjoying a business that gives you significant time, freedom and flexibility in your life as a result. Kendall runs a seven-figure business, and her teachings have earned her nine Stevie Awards, including Mentor of the Year and Women Helping Women. Kendall works from home in Arizona, enjoying lots of time riding and training dressage with her beautiful Spanish Andalusian horses and spending time loving her life with her husband and business partner, Richard. Kendall, welcome to the show. It's so great to have you. I'm super excited to be here with you, Adrian. We go way back, so this is an absolute pleasure. We do. It's so fun to catch up. You know, you uh, have contact with people and then have crazy things happen in life. And so it's awesome to get on here and catch up. It's so. also a testimony <laughs> to, you know, you just keep circling around and meeting people over the years. So it's a great, um, to me, it's a great testimony of being <clears throat> really consistent uh, with your messaging and your marketing and on your game and run a business with integrity because then you run into people over and over again who remember you for that. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> Thank you for that. As I just shared uh, with our audience, you're a power player when it comes to helping women grow their business. You're definitely one of the pioneers of the coaching business. You, you were doing it before. I think people even called it coaching. <laughs> and uh, I'd love to, our, for our audience to know if we could just take a minute to go back and talk about how you got started in this kind of work. Sure. You know, it's interesting too. This will, this August will be my 20th anniversary of being in business. Wow. Which, it blows my mind. Like it just blows my mind. Um, I just kind of fell into it. You know, there wasn't, you know, it was like following the breadcrumbs trail, you know, like Hansel and Gretel through the forest. Mm -hmm. and, and I heard about this thing through uh, that, that called coaching. I was in a personal development training and, you, you know, over 20 years ago. And I remember we were in the break room and I heard a girl talking about leading classes on the phone. And I interrupted and I said, wait a second, are you telling me that you get on the phone with dozens and dozens of other people to lead these classes and then you for free and then you end up coaching people and being paid to coach on the phone? She said, yes. I went, oh my God, that's <laughs> so awesome. And so, you know, and my journey to actually starting the business, it wasn't like one day I was in business for myself and everything was miraculous. It really, it was a, it was a bit of a process. And the first year in business, I call it my year of um, 
tears and fear because <laughs> I had no idea what I was doing and I was just running through all my money and uh, needed to get divorced um, and, you know, different things happening there. And, and it really took me after that first year, I mean, I was really at a place where I was, I was going to either need to figure this out quickly, how to make it work or have to go back and get a job. Mm. And I printed out my resume to update it. Cause like I was out of money and I had this deadbeat husband at the time. And I've been married now almost 19 years. Actually, we just had our 18th anniversary to a wonderful man, but this was before that. But um, I printed out the resume was good. I was saying, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna have to update this. And, and Adrian, I felt like somebody had kicked me in the gut. I felt mm. like I was gonna be sick to my stomach. I thought I cannot, I cannot fail at this. Like I just can't go back to a job. I cannot fail. So I threw the resume in the recycle bin. And I went onto my computer and I deleted the file off my computer. Like there was no, <laughs> no and this was before reading Think and Grow Rich and Burn the Ships. I didn't know any of that. I just knew <laughs> I had to close an exit door. And I just, I kind of started co doing business coaching. I mean, I woke up one day and said, you know what? I think I can do business coaching, which is pretty audacious since I hadn't been making any money. But I knew that I knew more than the people around me. Mm. And I got three clients in one day and it just took off from there. And of course, you know, I've been a seven and multi seven figure per year business owner since 2008 was the first year I broke a million dollars and have stayed in that seven or multi seven figures. I think over the last 11 years, we've averaged, uh, averaged just under 2 million each year. That's amazing. That's amazing. Well, you said something that uh, sparked an interest in me and in that you said, I knew more than the people around me. And what a lot of people get caught up in um, in thinking that they don't qualify to help other people or they can't get started in coaching or any kind of um, consulting type thing is that they think that they need to know more and more and more and more. And there are times when that's true, but I, but you know, the key is, is that you need to know more than the people that you're helping. Yeah, right? And like it's not very hard. It's not very hard to know more than the people you're helping. Um, <laughs> and, and I think, I mean, it's just not that hard to do. And, and also, People, particularly in the business coaching space, which is my world, and particularly women entrepreneurs, it is, um, they're so, you know, we all have our blind spots. Mm -hmm. you know? So even though these days, of course, when I started the internet, oh, I'm so sorry to say the internet was like barely in its infancy. It makes me sound <laughs> like I'm 130 years old. But, um, but, the, um, the, but the truth is, is that even with all of the information available for free on the internet, you know, people can, can consume information, but that does not mean they're making a transformation. And mm -hmm. I'm a firm believer that in order for us to make a transformation, we actually need to be coached because we really can't see our blind spots. And I know for me, like I'm aware of my blind spots. I can feel it, but I can't see through them. It's like, I know I have a blind spot, but I can't see my way past it. Yeah. And that's why I get coaching. So it's really not hard to, um, to start coaching people and to be successful at it and to do good work, you know, to really do good work and help people make it, make important shifts in what they're doing. So when people, I know that you've coached thousands and thousands of women mm -hmm. over the years and what are like the key things that you think are critical when they're ready, they want to grow their business. Like maybe they've made the decision, but they want to grow what are like some critical things you think are really important for them to be thinking about? Yeah, that's a great question. I mean, I consider and think of 50 things off the top of my head, but I will keep it short. <laughs> I think that the very first 
the very first thing is to to set a money goal to let the money pull you forward and i and i'm a very income oriented person i absolutely adore making money i think making money is a highly creative process um i think it's a symbol of how much we're helping people you know people say oh i'd love to help people but they're broke it's like then you're not helping anybody mm -hmm. you know if you're broke you're not broke because you're giving away your time to a hundred different people you could be charging and really adequately serving 20 people and be making you know in well into six figures you know six and multi six figures so i really think mm -hmm. that making money is a symbol a reflection of how many people we're in service to and i really mm -hmm. do believe that of being in service and, and being us being leaders and through servant leadership. But back to this, I think that when somebody says, okay, now I'm going to make this work, set a money goal. And I like to set two money goals. I like to have a short term, but I also like to have a very big money goal. And the mm -hmm. short term is really my milestone. So for example, a lot of people might want the short term goal of making six figures. And that's a great thing, but it's not a destination. It's a milestone. And I really, um, coach people to think like a million dollar business owner. And Adrian, you've been around so many people and have helped so many people reach that kind of income level. So you know that from day one, if you start if you start thinking, acting, believing, behaving, taking actions from the mindset of being a million dollar business owner, you will get farther, faster, with greater yes. ease and less stress. And it's not like every day is easy. Um, it isn't. Sometimes that that thinking like a million dollar business owner. I know for me, when I started doing that, you know, it was difficult some days. There were some days I thought I'm never going to make it, but it only took, let me put it this way. It took me several years to go from startup to six figures, several years. It took me two years, only two years to go from right at six figures to breaking through seven figures. Wow. And the difference was having that seven figures as like I just funneled every thought, every action, everything through that lens. And that, so that's the first thing that I would do. Yeah, well, they have to, I agree 100% with everything you're saying. And I think it's important for people, it's, it's so easy to make decisions from where we're at, at right? But that's short-sighted if you're just making decisions from where you're at. And obviously you can't avoid reality. But like you said, making decisions from a point of, well, what would I do if I did have a million dollar business? What decisions would I make? What actions would I take? What would that look like? And for a lot of us, we can do those actions, make those decisions right now. Some things may limit us based on our realistic current situation or whatever, but for the most part, a lot of what we do and think is we're just so short-sighted and we're just looking at right in, what's right in front of us instead of focused on what would I do if I was in that position and when I achieve that goal. Exactly. And so I'm not saying go spend, because you said something that made me want to clarify this. I'm not saying go spend money like a million dollar business owner if that's right. not what you have. Yeah, I mean, you know, that's, that's not a good recipe for success. But, um, but and, and some of this is languaging, like just to say as a million dollar business owner, like for me right now, I'm completely focused on my goal of being a $10 million business owner. So everything is like as a $10 million business owner, how do I handle Facebook ads? You know, yep. you know, how do I, what does a person spend on ads? How do they empower themselves with their ad agency? How do they, um, you know, just do all these different things? So if you use the languaging of as a million dollar business owner, you know, my first thing was as a million dollar business owner back when I was at six figures, how do I, what does she do? Well, how does she handle her email? And it's like, oh, she mm. doesn't 
handle her email by herself. <laughs> that was the first hire that I did in my business back then. Actually, the first hire was somebody to clean my house. But the, yes. the first hire in the business was um, to, to, to take over my email. And I'll be really honest with you. That first month, I hired a virtual assistant. They took over my email. The bill came in. It was $800. I'll never forget it. I had a total freaking meltdown. I was crying. <laughs> I'm not kidding you. I yeah. mean, now it's laughable, right? Yeah. But, you know, I was a business. No, but it was very real at that time. Yeah, it was very real. Yeah. I was like, oh my God. And and I had a coach. She coached me through it. She was a life coach, actually. And I went, okay. And I made some changes. So the bill wasn't 800 next month, but I didn't fire the virtual assistant. I said, wait a second. Let me, let me look at my fees. What am I charging my clients? And that was actually the catalyst from going from the traditional back then, the traditional charging by the month for coaching, because there were no role models for any of this stuff mm, back yeah. then. And so um, to switching into packages, and I've become a leader, as you said, a pioneer in the coaching space, but also a pioneer for the high-end coaching model. I mean, I didn't invent the concept, of course, but I started doing it early on and created a home study course around it and have taught thousands of people how to do the uh, premium coaching model, which I know you're a big believer in as well. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny that, you know, you're sitting here and, and talking so openly about money and finance goals and this and that. And I know that a lot of women really struggle with their relationship with money. Um, I'm sure there's lots of reasons why <laughs> I'm not a psychologist or expert, but, but I know that's got to be something that comes up when you're working with your clients. And so like, what are these common money blocks you see? How do you help people work through that? Yeah, no, I'm the money girl. I like I'm so crystal clear. I was coaching people on money way before I was a coach. I would help my friends, different people I knew they would have hospital debt, they'd have IRS debt. And I would you couldn't do it now because of privacy policy. But I used to be able to call like I would call the IRS and negotiate on behalf of my friends. Wow. <laughs> Awesome. I'm like, oh, bring it on. <laughs> Let me do this for you. So no, I'm the money girl. I've coached uh, so many people on money. It's my thing. And I'm clear that I'm, God put me on this earth to, to really help shift women's relationship with money. It's my whole mission is to empower women's financial independence via entrepreneurship. So some of the blocks, I think that then there's, there's lots of reasons why women have so many issues around money. And one of them that's very fundamental, that's important to understand, is that in the history of humankind, this is the first time, and I've been saying this for years, this is the first time literally in our planet's history where we as women have had the opportunity to make this kind of money, to, to earn it, to keep it, to have possessions, to be able to do this. I mean, we've, it's been less than 100 years in this country that, we've, that women have had the vote. So this is very, very new. And I was really fortunate because my mom, who works with me in my business, actually, my mom worked for herself from day one since she was 20 years old. And she was wow. a hairdresser and she was very successful as a hairdresser here in Tucson. So I got to see somebody being successful, being and having it be very simple. And I would help her run her business. I'd help her do her banking every week. So I got to grow up watching somebody who was like, I want to say empowered around their business and money, but she didn't think about it that way. She just was who mm. she was, you know, it was yeah. just what she did. But I think that one of the blocks that women come up against is uh, fear. Uh, they have, there's a lot of fears. Fear of judgment is a big one. Fear that somebody will take it away. Fear that they'll lose love. And I think that's probably the biggest one is fear that somehow if they become successful, they'll lose somebody important to them. And usually, let's face it, that's their spouse or partner that they're worried right. about losing. Right. And I I think that's one of the big tips that I often share 
is you have to set a money goal. You let, you know, as we were talking about, you let that money goal pull you forward and you're going to come up against your money crap. I mean, you're definitely going to come up against it and that's okay. It's holding, see what people don't understand is their money stuff is holding them back anyway. So you might mm. as well make it front and center, get coaching, work through it so that you can release it and you will be free to not only make more, but to be more of who you're supposed to be. Yes. So one of the very first tips is I say is be selective with who you share your numbers with. You need to be selective with it, with who you share your numbers with, because not everyone has earned the right to witness your numbers. And so a lot of women that have a big goal, if they go tell their spouse, their spouse can get very triggered by it um, because they're threatened in their own ways or, or it mirrors for them where they're not being more aspirational like maybe or living up to their potential or they're afraid of losing their wife whatever mm -hmm. it is so i'm not saying hide things from your husband what i'm saying is to be selective about who you share your numbers with and if that person hasn't already proven to you that um they are championing you they are behind you they're saying you go girl then don't tell them your number because they haven't earned that right share it in communities like you have like i have share it in the communities where this is celebrated and who you're becoming is honored and celebrated I, I see this happen so many times when the, with the friends that I have and the women I've known that that do exactly that. They are not careful about who they share it with. And for a lot of people, big goals like that are so scary that when you have a goal that big, it makes them feel like there's something wrong with them. Mm -hmm. That like they're not brave enough or they're, they, you know, there's so many things that come up and whether it's a friend, whether it's a parent, whether it's a spouse. Um, I think that that is such good advice because we want to be excited, right? And we want to share, especially with our spouse. And I did that. Like I was sharing my big money goals with my husband years ago and, you know, and, and I love him to death, but he didn't know how to handle that. And so he, you know, he was like, that's not possible. That's never going to happen. You can't do that. Like that was a really big um, thing. But luckily for me, that just made me want to prove him wrong. <laughs> right, right. And eventually as he saw that I was achieving these things and that this could really happen, that this was real. He completely came around and became like my biggest fan and believes in me more than I probably believe in myself now, but that doesn't happen to everyone. And so I, I think that's such good advice for people to be aware that you can have these goals, but you want to be careful in the beginning on who you share them with until you've kind of have some success, right? Something to back it up. And also that it's important to understand, because I hear from a lot of women, I hear they're afraid that money is going to change them in some way. Yeah. And I'm here to tell you, money doesn't change who you are. Money simply magnifies who you are. It magnifies. And I, so for example, I'm a really generous person. Generosity is like a really big deal for me. And so having, having more money being, you know, this successful for so many years, it allows me to be more generous than I could be if I didn't have money. Yeah. Um, it, but mm -hmm. it, and it also, you know, it mirrors both the, the, the fear part too, you know, um, but it, it doesn't change fundamentally who, who you are. And the thing that I love about helping women make money is that, well, two things. One is that they then, it's vital to me. Like I will walk through fire and go like, go to the ends of the earth and back to help women have money so that they are never 
hampered. They're never crippled. They're never having to say no to something or make choices that are not good choices for them. You know, being trapped in unsuccessful relationships or jobs or not able to help their family in, they want, in the way they want for me. It's my horses. Mm-hmm. I would never want to be able to have to say, oh, I can't do this for my horse, one of my horses, because I don't have the money. That would be terrible. So I really want to give, when I know when I give women the ability to make money and as women have more money they gain that sense of independence and women these days want to be independent and the other thing is that women do good things with their money good people do good things with their money good-hearted mm-hmm. people do good things with their money and women especially and it's statistically proven that when women have more money yeah first you go buy some new shoes for me it's cowboy boots but <laughs> um or a new dressage horse but um <laughs> but then after that women start really helping they 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 feed people they clothe people kids get to go to school you know women really take care of their families that's where their money goes then they take care of their community so i really am a firm believer and it is statistically proven that the world world gets becomes a better place as more and more women make more money. Yeah. No, I agree with that. Definitely. So obviously you have a lot of opinions about money and experience. Just one or two here and there. (laughs) And, you know, so running a business, you know, people always want to talk about pricing or what does it take to run a business? Like, I want to know what are some key habits that you use to run a profitable business, that business that you either use for yourself or you share with your clients? Sure. Um, and I love how you framed that question. How do you, what to use to run a profitable business? So um, one of the reasons that I started doing well and is that I paid attention to profit. And um, so one of the little guidelines, so there's two things, then this will be helpful for everybody. Number one is any service offering that I have, I, um, I have a rule um, that, and I've had this rule for 15 out of the, you know, 15, 16 years, is that um, I look at the direct expenses related to that particular service offering. So like I have coaches who work for me. So like, you know, for every person who signs into our certification program, I look and say, okay, how much is it? How much are the expenses for the coaches for a little bit of administration, bank processing fees, you know, which are like three, three and a half percent, you know, all these little different things, sales commission for my sales coaches. And I look at that and that it's those direct expenses are not allowed to be less than a certain percentage of what my outward fees are that I'm charging with the tuition is. And, and I've run that rule um, for years and I've changed what that percentage is in the early days. I kept that percentage at like 80%. So I was never more than 20% direct expenses. And, you know, when you think about it, you know, if you have $800 in profit out of every thousand, this is before tax profit, mm-hmm. you start to be, or 8,000 out of 10 or 80 out of 100, you start to become incredibly profitable. And so I've just kept that rule. And there was a few years where I lowered the percentage to like 50%. And it was really interesting. The money, my expenses increased, the overhead got bigger, and I wasn't as happy. <laughs> so <laughs> I went back to it. I changed my model a few years ago. And I said, no, I'm not willing to work like this you know, work this hard and this focused to, to just have it all go out the window, out the door. I'm not willing to do that. I want to take care of my horses, my family, save for retirement and all that kind of thing. So I, I bumped it back up because I'd let it go to like 50%. 
I bumped it back up and, and I like low end for me is 70. So right now I keep it between 70 and 80% of direct expenses. I do have a couple of employees who are overhead, like just general overhead, but we have sufficient volume. It's, it, it's, it's not a big deal. So that's mm -hmm. a big thing. Like I started doing that when I was under a hundred thousand dollars a year. So that's something you can start immediately. Um, and then the second thing is that, especially if I'm going to go back to women, I know we have guys listening, but, and guys have their, you guys have your issues with money too. They just manifest very differently than women. Mm -hmm. So one of the things that I see that's just rampant besides undercharging, which is a total freaking epidemic with women, but the, I see so many women not having, they don't have any money. Like I've coached lots and lots of women to make a lot of money. And mm -hmm. I've seen clients making 700, 800,000 a year, and they don't have any money. They have no mm. cash and they still have debt. And I'm like, what's going on here? And what yeah. I've observed is that what's going on is women, a lot of women um, <clears throat> don't allow themselves the experience of having money. So they're always like in a just enough mindset, whether it's 5,000 a month or 50,000 a month coming in, it doesn't matter. If they have 5,000, they're gonna spend five. If they have 50,000, they're gonna spend 50. And so one of the things I think is really vital to do, and I do this for myself, is when you, like you sell a uh, high-end client, you do a launch, things happen, allow that money just to sit in your bank account for a couple of weeks. Just let it sit there. Don't be, don't be like Velcro. Don't be like Teflon. Okay? <laughs> <laughs> you know, women are like Teflon. They're like in and out, in and out. It's yeah. like, no, just be with the experience of it. And you're, it can be uncomfortable it can really be uncomfortable and just yeah. sit with that discomfort and say, wow, this is really interesting. What's this about? What story am I making up about having this money? What am I saying it means about me? You know, and just be with that and process through that. And then, you know, you need to pay your bills, but start allowing yourself the experience of excess, having yeah. more than you spend. It's an amazing feeling. It is. It changes so much. I feel like it changes the, the stress level so, so oh, yes. much when you yeah. know that that money is there. It, it, the, it not only does it reduce your stress, but it allows you to make smarter decisions because you're not living in that space of like just enough and I can't do this and I can't. And so I feel like you look at opportunities differently. You even look at problems differently. Truthfully, you just, when you have that excess there, it really changes the way that you see everything, whether it's good or bad. Absolutely. Um, Absolutely. So I love that. I think that's great advice. The other thing you said in the first one, when you were talking about profitability and pricing and stuff, I really, I'm so glad that you shared um, that percentage and those numbers because what most people do when they start their business is they have no idea what they should charge. So they look around and they go, oh, well, what's, who, what's so-and-so charging? Who, what's so-and-so charging? And they look around and they either pick a price based on what the people around them are charging, or they pick a price based on what they think they're based on their own self-worth, which isn't always in a good place. Um, or they just pull a price out of a hat. And so it's, you really need to be strategic and purposeful about the way you price things. And I like that you were like, listen, I need to look at what all my expenses are. What does it cost me to deliver this service, fulfill on a client, take good care of them, all of those things, but also the other expenses in my business and then base your pricing from there, whether you want to be at 70%, 80%, whatever profit margin you want to be at. 
I'm and you so can be at much, you can, yeah, absolutely. And you can be, I mean, that, the thing, and people do exactly what you just described when choosing their pricing. They do, I mean, it's like, boom, you just hit it on the head. And, you know, I've always said to people, especially to women, don't climb into someone else's wallet. Don't do that. <laughs> don't climb into their wallet and allow yourself, one of the techniques we we teach is a technique called stair-stepping because I really believe you should have a pricing goal. Um, like how much do you ultimately want to be charging for your, your coaching or your service, whatever it is. And you don't have, some people will say, I'm just going to go for it and jump right into that. And that's yeah. awesome. Most people are not going to do that. They need to um, like, they need to uh, uh, like move the line. Like they say, yes. okay, my, my goal is X. So I'm going to charge I'm going to charge this amount for the next one or two clients. And that's the trick. One or two clients. And then you raise it by another 500 or 1,000. And then you do that a couple of times and you realize, oh my God, this is, I'm just going for the, you know, I'm going for the yeah. big money. And you just do it because so you ease yourself into it. And we call that stair stepping. And that's a great way to kind of um, challenge yourself, but not, uh, you know, like challenge your comfort zone, but not put you into the freak out zone. Yeah. Well, I have a great story about that because when I first started um, my business, I was doing two things. I was doing Facebook coaching, but I was also doing done for you. And I started my coaching at like $50 an hour. And when you first start a business and you like, and you're like $50 an hour, like you think you're like a millionaire, right? Like I'm going to get paid $50 an hour. <laughs> I think it's great. And then I quickly realized that I was getting people like amazing results. I had a client that um, I used to do email marketing too. And I charged him like, $50 to write the email. Cause I'm like, Oh, it'll take me half an hour, 50 mm. bucks. That's a hundred dollars an hour. Right? Like that's like doctor money. Like, <laughs> and, but I wrote him this email and he, it landed, he was an exterior painter. It landed him a hundred lo bank locations in the United States to paint all of their locations. Wow. It was a multi-million dollar deal. And I got paid $50 to write the email. And my husband was like, something is wrong with this picture. <laughs> and then same with the coaching. I was charging at 50 an hour. And then I worked with the client and she, I got her, helped her with her ads and she made $11,000 on her first webinar that she ever did. And so I was like, wait a minute. And so, but I was not ready because my mind was in a place where I didn't a hundred percent understand my worth yet and my value of what that meant to the, like the service that I had to offer people, how much that was worth and the value of that. And so I just started incrementally increasing in something I felt comfortable with. And so it was like, I went to $75 an hour for coaching and then a hundred dollars an hour. And then same with done for you. I went from like 500 a month to 750 a month, but like I moved through it. Like you just said pretty quickly. It's funny because I probably was doing your exact model without knowing it, but I just kind of incrementally raised those things as I felt better and better and, and, and realized the value of what I was delivering got more and more and more. And, but if you had told me five, six years ago that I would go from charging $50 an hour for coaching to $800 an hour for coaching, if you would have told me I would go from 500 a month to done for you to 5,000 a month, I would have thought you were crazy. Yeah. And I would have said, no way. I can't do that. I tap out like no way. Like I, my mind was not at that point where I can handle that yet. And so I think that's a big mistake a lot of people make. They jump too fast. It messes with their mind. They can't sell it. And then they give up. And so I'm so, so happy to hear that you're teaching people that model because I think that it, it's, it's just, it's a better way for most people to do it. Like you said, some people can make the leap, right? And just do it. But most people can't. 
And I think that what helps people make the leap is when they switch to packages. You know, when I switched, I mean, this was a long time ago, but when I switched from charging by the month for coaching, and I think at my highest, I was $450 a month. So about $5,000 per year, but it was by the month. And I did make a leap into doing a year-long uh, group coaching program for, on full pay, it was $10,000, 12 spots. And I literally made six figures overnight. So I did do that big jump, but yeah. I changed, it wasn't, it, it was a, it was a package. It was a year long. It was a group. It was a whole different thing. So when you go into packages, which is the only way to go and get away from the hour, then that's when yeah. I think you can make the leap faster or bigger, but it's that what you're saying is absolutely true. We have to kind of we have to massage our brain a little bit to get our brain in gear and going along with this. Yeah. Oh man. So this was some really good stuff. We, I feel like we've covered so much in such a little amount of time and it's really, really good stuff. What I would love to know if you would share with us is what you're working on right now that you're excited about. Oh my gosh. What am I working on now? That's a great question about a hundred <laughs> different things. I'm so excited about my business. I love my business more today than 20 years ago when I started it. It's so fun. Um, we're really working on, um, well, I'm going to be starting a podcast. <laughs> and so that's one thing. And as far and really working on helping our certification students even more. We've been implementing some changes into the certification program. They've always done well and loved the program, but we're like, I'm just like super focused on having them ROI within just a few weeks of the program. And mm. so we implemented some things there that's so far working extremely well. And people are super excited. They're like three weeks in the program. They're making like $18,000. It's like, oh my God, that's you know, awesome. it's just amazing. Yes. Seven, we had won 17500 last week. And so, and they're like three weeks into learning how to be a coach. They've never coached before. So that's incredible. That's really our big, our big thing. And, and then really growing my uh, free Facebook group, the Tribe of Courageous Coaches. I love that name. So good. So if our listeners want to know more about, obviously you just told us the name of your Facebook group. How can I get in touch with you if you want to know more about coaching, growing their coaching business? What's the best way for them to get in touch? Uh, best way is to come into the tribe, the free Facebook group. So you can go to kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash tribe, and that'll just redirect you to the proper place and get you um, signed up for the free Facebook group, the tribe of courageous coaches. And we're growing by about a hundred people every day or two. So we have over at the time of today, we have uh, over 3,200 people in the group and we just started it last June. So that, and I, and I teach a money class. I do money class every Tuesdays and um, on video, you know, so doing a live stream. So come there. We have lots of free, um, great content there. And then once every six weeks or so, I run a free workshop. That's a five day uh, online workshop that is the no fail way to start coaching women entrepreneurs and all mm -hmm. that's there inside the tribe. So go to kendallsummerhawk.com forward slash uh, tribe and that'll get you there. Awesome. I love it. Well, Kendall, I just want to thank you so much for being on the show today. I had a great time. I know our listeners will be motivated by what you shared with them and you are a power player. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me here. I hope we change some people's lives today. We will. We will. Thank you. Thanks for listening to Power Players in Business and Life. Be sure to click subscribe. To learn more about Adrian, visit www.wearepowerplay.com. We'll see you next time.